Hello, good morning, good evening, and good whatever time it is where you're listening from. You have just tuned in to the VPC, also known as the Broken Pieces Chronicles podcast. All about the BS, but there's no BS here. Just what once was broken spirits that are now whole spirits, picking up pieces and turning them to power each week. It's time to get ready, get set, and press play. So sit back, relax, and do whatever you do to unwind because it's conversation time, people. Let's go and let's grow because if you're going to go through it, you might as well grow through it. All right, people, welcome back to the BPC, the Broken Pieces Chronicles podcast, all about the BS. Like I said, there's no BS here. We are picking up pieces and picking up power. Iron Miracles, one your host, and this is episode 33 of 2023. Today, we're going to conclude virus protection series. It wasn't a planned series. It just happened. Hope you enjoyed the battle of the sexes last week, male men versus women, and realized it really wasn't a battle between each other. It's a battle with ourselves. And I alluded in the end, or at some point toward the end of the, of the uh podcast last week that we was going to deal with the environment when I was talking about the women and uh, it's necessary so much necessary to the point where I was going to call it environmental protection but when I was praying about it and get my direction for my faith circle uh, the word overhaul dropped in my spirit and let me tell you about the word overhaul need a definition it means to renovate Remake, revise, or renew thoroughly. Again, renovate, remake, revise, or renew thoroughly. Now, I particularly like the word renovate. When you take it some old and making it new and even improved on what it was. And I also like the word renew. Because renew is something we need when we get tired. It's something we need when we feel like we have nothing left in the tank. It's something we need when we look at our present situations, a situation of situations in plural. And we feel like I just can't keep going at this pace. We need a renewing of energy, a renewing of faith, a renewing of hope. In this particular, we're talking about our garden. And as we go into Labor Day um, tomorrow, you know, for you those who, for countries that actually acknowledge it, you know, we do in the U.S., you know, Labor Day is the day we take off to not just a fact to work for it. But I'm going to throw sand from a wise man. Uh, you can Google it and look it up see what it's, where I picked this up from. It says, the harvest is great and the labor is a few. I like that because anytime you have a great harvest, the harvest is no good unless you've got people with no labor. And as we continue to examine, as we go into the pride, we examine ourselves more thoroughly. So we make sure we will cause no type of infection or infestation. <laughs> and I'll get to that shortly. We're taking the responsibility that we get this harvest. We don't, we don't want to mess it up this time. So as you celebrate Labor Day tomorrow, I want you to look at it from a different standpoint. That this is the beginning of the labor. As we're going to September, and for those who are a Jewish community, it's the last month of the year. And like I told you before, I like celebrating it. Spiritually, from a standpoint, I've had all my major transitions have happened between the end of September and beginning of October, where God does some amazing in my life. 
even though we know in the United States we adhere to the Caesarian calendar. I do from a timeline standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, I do. So let's get ready to get this harvest. You know, so as we talk about environment, I'm not just talking about where you are right now. I'm really going back to your roots. What type of environment were you raised in? And what I decided to do, I'm going to take a couple minutes and give you guys a little bit of my story. For those who know me from my hometown, you know, my family, come from a very blessed family. Uh, my parents, our last name has made an impact in the community. Um, and just the lives my mom and dad have touched just through just their good heart, good spirit, and just being amazing people, you know, married 50 some years. But they, they both came from challenging environments. My mom was one of many children. I can't, I don't know the exact number. It might be somewhere between 12 and 14 of them. Then her mother was, it was between, shoot, 16 and maybe 20 of them. So very big family. And I want to say my mom was the oldest. So a lot of times while my mom's mom was working, she took on that load of being like the mother of the house. And, and that's a lot when you're younger. But she brought that same energy, that same tenacity to raising us. Amazing. My dad, on the other hand, and also about my mom. My mom, she finished high school, but she didn't go to college or nothing. But she worked her way up through a company from just being a regular worker to being a supervisor the old-fashioned way. And it, 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 put, it put, gave me a sense of, of never quitting that I couldn't have got without seeing her do it. And my dad, on the other hand, was raised a uh, single-parent home. His mom raised him. My dad went to the military, put himself to school, got all type degrees. Was one of the, one of the first black teachers in my um, in our area, and so many accomplishments. Superintendent of uh, different things, and very very um, well known in the education community. He supervised adult education, it's all type of stuff. I don't even want to go over the titles; it's just irrelevant. The people who know my dad and my dad. Uh, as a pillar in the community. But he never met his dad until he was older. So pretty much everything that he knew about how to be a father was taught by his mother because he never had men around him like that. So with that being said, my dad is an amazing father. When I tell you, man, I want to get emotional. When I tell you, I don't remember a single day where I don't remember walking down, waking up and my dad was in the front room or in his bedroom praying over his family as he matured later and as he got older and just got more fine-tuned, fine-tuned and closer to God. That's what I remember. That's all I know. He's still living, so I still remember because that's my memories of growing up. And he takes, takes, took, has taken care of my mother and us. He provided, he protected us. But the one thing that he didn't do, and it wasn't even his fault, and that's why I'm giving you my testimony, was he didn't know how to affirm us. He would say good job and stuff, and we did good. But I remember for years, because I took a different path than the one my dad wanted me to do. He wanted me to go in the field I went to school for and all that. And I, tried, I chose to go to the military and then um, got out and went totally against the grain. And what I was, even when I was in the military doing his medical technology. And I decided to go into fitness. And I remember when I did that. And my dad said, you can't do this for the rest of your life. One day, you know, you're going to be in shape forever, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, this is my dream. But because of he was doing it the best way he knew how, 
he had a pathway for me, my, my sister and brother, uh, all of them went to school, graduated, with, stayed in the field they was in for the most part. Then my sister changed fields later, but not early. And to him, because that's his idea of success, you go to school, you, you go work in the field you go to school for, and that's a pathway. But God would steer me different. So my dad told me that it cut me a little bit. It cut me because I wanted him to affirm me in a way that only God could. And for you, your faith circle. And I wanted him to, and we sit to my environment, I wanted him to be that voice that says, you know what, you chose something different, but I'm proud of you, go be great. But instead, I spent years waiting and waiting on my dad to say, no matter how successful I came in the fitness field, 20 some years later, I'm still in it. An amazing career. Um, but up until literally probably about the last several years, I can't tell you exactly when, my dad finally said, I'm proud of what you've done with your career. When I tell you I had been waiting years for that, I had been waiting years. But when I tell you it affected me in a way, and also infected me in a way, where because it happened in my environment, as I was being molded and growing up and becoming a man, it caused me to look to people. If I be very specific, I would look to women to affirm me by me being the person that helped them with areas where they were broken. When actually I was broken myself from that one moment. Come from all that great environment and that one weed had wrapped so tightly around my rose stem it was choking the life out of me. And it wasn't even my dad's fault because his dad wouldn't to do that. So no knock on my dad. Love my dad to life. My dad and I talk once every two weeks, sometimes once a week. Um, he just full of wisdom. And, you know, among other things. So I want to share that real quick so you guys know I'm not just coming from a standpoint of, oh, you never been through it. Oh, I have. And if we be honest and truthful with ourselves, we all have been through stuff in our environment. So overhaul. Let's get into this thing. This environmental overhaul, this looking back into where you came from and how important it is, is teaching you how or how not to be in a to, to create an environment for the, the people, the mentees, and everything else to be involved into your pride, into your area of influence and affluence as well. But you have a tale of two coins. I give you an example. You could take somebody, I'm going to use LeBron James, came from a single parent home, came from the hood. Everything he saw said he should not be successful or he should have blown his money when he got it. He made a different pathway. He, cho- he chose to take that energy take that environment he was in and, and, and kill the weeds and hold on to that rose stem that strengthened his mother, his mother, everything she gave him and decided I'm going to make a better environment for my kids. I'll make a very better environment for my legacy. I'm going to create something that lives past me. And then you can take some of these other players that did totally opposite. They didn't have no financial literacy and they blew their money and everything else. And it's not a knock on them. It's just showing you how the effects of your environment can have. So now we, as we look back into our environment, we got to pull up the weeds. And then we got to weed, weed things out. I'm going to give you two definitions of weeds. A weed is a plant that is not valued where it is growing. Hear that again. It is not valued where it is growing. It could grow in some other areas where it might have work, but it's not valued in your garden. And then it says it's usually a vigorous growth. I mean, this thing's aggressive. 
It is going to try to suck the life out of everything else in the garden. And then it says, especially one that tends to overgrow or choke out more desirable plants. Let me read this to you again. A plant that is not valued where it is growing, and it is usually a vigorous growth, especially one that tends to overgrow or, ch or choke out more desirable plants. And before I, go, I, I on in on that definition, a definition for later, to weed out verbally, to remove weeds or something harmful. Look at that, that dichotomy right there, that dual nature of that word. One is talking about the weed itself. Then that's a noun. Then when you get into the verbal connotation of it, it's taking the weed up. And we're going to play with that in the conclusion. But let's get back to this. It is things, there are things, sorry, there are things in your life that have happened in your past, where they happened as you was growing up, happened in a past relationship, the environment that you were in, happened in a past job, that I need you to make sure it's not still present in your life right now. Because if it is, and it could have been a person, we're getting that too. Because again, it's a plant that's not valued where it is growing. You can have somebody, I mean, you know what, let me just go here now. You can have somebody in your garden right now. They are growing with you. Y'all are growing together. But you're spending so much of time nourishing them where you're starting to devalue yourself in the process. And it's sucking the life out of you. That is a weed in your, in your garden. It is not saying the person or the thing or the job, whatever, you can plug and play, is a weed. That's saying it doesn't belong in your garden. And you might have to pull it up. It might be because you're attached to it. We go back to last week when I was talking about seed and spilling milk. It might be wrapped around your rose stem because y'all became one. And it felt like a rose because both y'all are coming out of the ground looking green. But as you start bearing fruit, you realize our trees are, com are competing against each other. You hear that? That's a whole different type of weed. But then there's other weeds that are obvious. They have thorns. They hurt. They're prickly. They're rough. And there's no fruit, there's no plant, there's nothing, there's no flower on it. And it's sucking the life out of the ground. That could be a weed of, we use, God forbid, if you was molested, we use a child, sexually abused, even as an adult, uh, mentally abused, emotionally abused. You pick any abuse or misuse, and that weed is still in your garden. It is going to affect the environment that you're in now. Because you need to overhaul the environment and start pulling those weeds up. That is imperative where you're going. That you weed out the weeds. Because your, your tree, as you've picked up power the last several weeks, is so primed to bear fruit. It's went through the plant stage, went through all that. But as your fruit goes, drops to the ground, it's probably you saw giving out. Because, it, because of what was still there, that fruit will hit the ground in your pride, in your garden, even though your tree is strong. And that seed that came from your tree, because inside that fruit is another seed, it's going to go in the ground, and it's going to start coming up itself. But if you still have some weeds left over, those weeds might choke it out, because you might do or say things subconsciously, because you haven't dealt with some weeds that are, were left from the environment you were raised in, grew up in, worked in, whatever. So your environment most definitely needs an overhaul. And you might say, why? Let me tell you another thing a weed is. A weed from your past is also called a generational curse or a generational virus that will affect you now mm -hmm. 
and infect your seed slash bloodline later or seeds. And also it could spoil your milk. Women, men, seeds. Everybody seeds, really. I can go unisex. You all have seeds if you don't deal with it. That's why in our, we have to figure out if we're seeing a repeated behavior in our family members, if it's women and the, and the women of your family, your aunties, your mom, your grandmothers, great-grandmothers, men, your uncles, your fathers, your grandfathers, whatever, and it's negative, and you see that thing coming up in your life, you have to decide, I'm going to be the curse breaker of the weed killer. Because you got to overhaul the environment that's yours to create the environment that you're going to be in that's a safe place. Because you're the gatekeeper. We're getting into conclusion as well of that pride. So you can, you can bring this harvest together because remember the labels are few. So as we get ready to have our first break and go into our second segment, here's my call to action. I need you to look in your past, your upbringing. I need you to look at your job, current and past, your relationship that you're in now, any type or were being or was in and figure out what weeds still exist in your garden. And you got to pull them up from the roof. And the same thing I said last week about if you've attached yourself to the wrong person, you got to see if you have somebody growing in your garden that you need to weed out because they are weed, not because they are weed. They're just not valued in your garden where it's growing. They can be valued somewhere else. And you might not be valued in theirs. And if you see that you don't belong in their garden, this is what you have to do, a self-examination, self-check. I don't belong here. I'm not valued here. Think about that. I just flipped it up. Flipped it on his head. I'm not valued here. They don't see my work. And I keep coming back or going back to a thing that's it's sucking the life out of me because I'm trying to nourish it. And at the same time, it doesn't value me. It actually means that it doesn't supposed to be growing, growing, in my garden, growing in my garden, sorry. Nor should I be growing in it. So identify your weeds. Write them down. It's time to do some, some weed killing and become an exterminator. All right. I'm Miracles One. about to take our first break. And we'll be back in 36 seconds. All right, people, I'm back for the second segment, episode 33 of 2023, Virus Protection Part 3, Environmental Overhaul. Like I said, the definition of overhaul was to renovate, remake, revise, or renew thoroughly. And then we, we really, we zoned in on the weed. Did you write down? Did you identify the weeds that you need to weed out? People, places, things. You go back to that whole uh, Hunger Games series. Did you need to weed out? All right, awesome, because guess what we got to do now? Let's talk about insecticide and garden maintenance. Um, I'm going to get to the insecticide part later, because that's a tricky one. Let's just talk about, let's keep it simple. This is going to be a long segment. I know the last segment is like 16 minutes. 
but I have to unpack that. We're in guard maintenance. And the thing about guard maintenance is this. It is a nonstop job. Once you get this whole overhaul correct and you take these weeds up, you best believe you know where I'm about to go. The enemy of your soul is looking for ways to get back into your garden. It's looking for ways to plant more weeds because he, it, she, pick your poison, to me, like I told you, the devil, wants to come back and infect the ground that is clean now. Because he knows if he infect the ground, it will affect the seeds coming up and also affect your harvest and have an effect, a great effect on your future and everybody connected to you. So you got to do the maintenance. Because I'm going to tell you something else about that too. And I'm, I'm going to get on, I'm really going to dig into this on this whole how to see things later in the next, you know, see, uh, next episode next week. I want to do it this week, but I was really moved to go on the closest thing out. The trees we see the fruit of affect how we see and choose fruit slash trees later. Yeah, that part. The whole environment thing, I said, the things that you grew up with, watching, observing, that was influencing you. Think about how it's affected you, what effect it had on your future. How much more so in this pride are we going, is that we're in is it going to affect the way that the people we empower not just see us, but see the trees that, that when they get their own territory. Uh-huh. And it's important that you know how to see as well. Because what's going to happen is, check this out. If you live in Florida, some other states, every once in a while we see palm trees that get transplanted. You literally be driving down the highway and see this tree on this big truck being carried somewhere. They will literally take that tree and transplant it to an area that doesn't have palm trees, but the ground is set up to, to be able to have them. So basically, you took a whole tree. It's already been a plant. It's grown, full grown, uprooted it, transport, transported it somewhere else, put it in new ground, trees start growing. That's exactly what the enemy of your soul wants to do. You don't want to put a plant. You don't want to put a seed. That's going to take time. He wants to bring another tree that looks like your tree. Uh-huh. I know last week I talked about seeing and eyesight versus insight. We touched on it, but this tree thing is something different. Because that tree would look like it's bearing fruit like yours. But it might have an infestation inside of it. And when you have an infestation, you need insecticide. Because now it's not about the watch this. It's not about the seed, the weeds. It's about the small things that have gotten to the tree that that person hasn't dealt with and don't even know they're infected by it that was spread in your garden. Because now it's, that those roots are connected to your root because they connect to your ground. So next week, we're going to have to go into a whole different level of seeing because it's going to be about now seeing the bugs and making sure the insecticide is sprayed. But here's the great thing about all that. Because your faith circle is so invested into your purpose and your destiny, and here it is again, 
if you do not believe in something, you will fall for anything. Period. And like I told you, my offer to you is I'm not here to tell you what to believe in. But I will tell you that, like I said before, and there were so many episodes, I remind you guys, I pray for all of you guys, to the God I serve. If you've seen the changes after you tap into this podcast, it's not about Miracles 1. It's about that Christ I follow. But if you're not following him, keep coming. Keep coming because I love you all. We're going to give you love over here. I'm going to drop those seeds of love, unconditional love. Like I said last week, it's like the woman at the well. I don't care what you come at. I care that you leave your change and hope. But if you ever want what I got, following, don't you following at the BPC podcast, DM me and say, yo, Miracles 1, I want to be a part of your faith circle. I want to serve the guys you serve. And I will hit you up audio and lead you through quick prayer where you can you can jump ship, change sides, or get a side. You might not be serving nothing, but it's there. Anyway, anyway, I just want to throw it out there. So the bottom line is your faith circle will give you the insecticide. It keeps spraying your garden, your pride, your area. In other words, going to give you wisdom going to constantly improve your insight because you're taking the pain of your past and it's turning to power. And that's wisdom. That gives you knowledge to give you insight because you had hindsight. And when you see the same thing in your, in your natural sight coming up around again, you're like, hold up, that tree has insects. I might can't see them, but I feel it in my gut. That's what insight feels like. And, and let me say this. If someone walks away from you or you walk away from someone for whatever reason, because you identified you were, you weren't valued and they're going to make you technically a weed or vice versa. They're not good for your environment and you might not be good for theirs. So understand it's your divine circles way of spraying insecticide on the ground. He's already pulled up weeds from your past and killed the old bugs and infestation. Meaning that it was something there that you couldn't see. And it could be both ways. That could have caused an infection around you at. And here's the great thing. Here's the crazy thing. I'm, I'm going to go circle back on this. Because I mean, remember I said, I'm not talking about a weed that's trying to suck the life. I'm talking about a weed that wouldn't value where it was growing. And it wouldn't value because it had some unresolved issues. We all do sometimes. I'm going to call those, in, those little insects, the gnats. Let me say a little leaven to spoil the whole loaf. Google that, see where that came from too. Wise man once said that. So, understanding that, that tree can get transplanted out your garden for a season, or you can get transplanted out, out of there for a season. Not saying it's always the case. In their faith circle, your faith circle, and honestly, if you're not serving the same faith circle, y'all not two trees that belong in the same garden. There it is. Period. Not same religion, believe in the same God. Because how can two walk together unless they agree? But if y'all serve the same faith circle, it is a possibility that it is some, some delicate surgery that needs to be done on those trees. It's kind of like a heart transplant. They take the heart out, or they do whatever needs to be done. They replace with another, they fix whatever. But they use an artificial heart to keep you alive, keep the blood going. It might be a heart issue that's caused that's infest the infestation is a matter of the heart. They might not be emotionally available 
for themselves or for you or vice versa, whatever, whatever the thing is. And then once they're whole, your faith circle bring y'all back together again. Not so much whole, but I'm saying you were broken. I'm saying you broken, but you had a dis-ease. You had something that was causing dis-ease, but it was a disease. And it was starting to spread. So your faith circle wanted to isolate it. So it uproot the plants, and either when y'all garden would have been affected, and it wouldn't have affected you and had an effect on your destiny, your future. Or you might not, they may not ever come back. And that's okay too. Because you get to watch them grow and become the flower and the, and the tree they were supposed to be and bearing fruit, and they get to watch you. And y'all can be each other cheerleader. It doesn't mean they're a bad person, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It's just y'all don't belong in the same garden. Period. So, garden maintenance. Protecting what's already there because you clean up the weeds. Using the insecticide that has been given to you by your faith circle. And recognizing when a tree is uprooted, or uproots itself, or vice versa. That's not a bad thing. That's your faith circle that you know. That's not good for your garden. All you got to do is maintain it with the wisdom you've been given. So as we get ready, I told you the segment's going to be short. Close the second segment. My question to you is this, a call to action. You're going to tell yourself, I am going to stop overriding the insecticide spray. And what I mean by that is, when your gut and your conscience and some kick in telling you something's not right for you, whether it be work, job, or person, whatever, it's not right for the season that you're in, you're not going to allow your emotions to cause you to make motions that will bring that thing back in your life in the wrong season. Because if it's meant to be back in your life, there's an old cliche. If you love, if the love is true, if you love some, set it free. And if the love is true, it'll come back to you. It could be the love of a job, the love of a significant other, whatever you want to call it. But if it's not meant to come back, it won't come back. And that's okay. And you have to be okay with yourself and not feel like something's wrong with you. And it's not about something being wrong with them. It's like y'all might, might, y'all might not have been right for each other or that job might not have been right for you or that business opportunity you're trying to start right now that can come back another season may not have been right for you either. All right? So tell yourself you're not going to ignore it no more. And we get ready to go into the conclusion about protecting the gate. Because at the end of the day, your garden is surrounded by a gate because your faith are not going to bless you with something that he's not going to put protection around. All right? I'm Miracle's going to be back in 36 seconds. All right, people, we're back for the conclusion. Environmental, oh God, I keep saying environmental protection. Virus protection, part three, environmental overhaul. I hope you really took to heart that last quick but hopefully powerful segment about not ignoring the insecticide you've been given and keeping infestations out. But what I want to get into now as we close out is that you understand 
with all this maintenance, garden maintenance, and pulling the weeds up and overhauling the environment that you're in that was affected by the environment you grew up in or what raised in or whatever in, that you understand you got to protect your gate. Your gate is easy. That is the entranceway into your garden. And it's locked. And the only person that has the key is you and your faith circle. So in other words, the enemy cannot come into your gate unless you let it, him, whatever, in. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you can see right, and we're going to get into this next week, you will see what's coming before it even gets to your gate. And if you can protect your gate, you will automatically protect your garden. And by doing this, not only will you protect your garden, but men and women, when we talk about seed, you'll protect your seed. You won't waste it. And women and men together, we won't plant it in the wrong ground. And then women, you won't waste your milk. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to last week's episode, men versus women. It was, it was powerful. So you have one job in the first segment was to weed out. Remove weeds or something harmful. If you've done that, you've done the internal work. And that's the beginning of protecting your gate. Because you are the gatekeeper to this bride. And whatever your faith circle is you serve, it's the gatekeeper to your life. And for me, God is so invested in this season. I've invested in my life all the time. But I was making choices to open my gates to the wrong people, wrong things, wrong situations. Talked about it last week, too, when I came from a relationship standpoint. Um... That allowed people in my garden that didn't belong or didn't belong in that season. And now I'm admin on protecting that, get that garden. And I always have been, but we're human. We are imperfect people serving a perfect God, trying to live a life the best way we can, understand we're going to make mistakes. And that's why at the end of the day, your faith circles your ultimate get keeper because you're going to mess up sometimes and allow things in. But the main thing is that you avoid the infestation of these insects that can come in the form of trees that look like you, they bear fruit like you, but the inside of its core, the root, there's the infestation. Let me tell you what infestation is. It's the, it's the presence of an unusually large number of insects or animals in a place typically so as to cause damage or disease. There it is again. So they're hidden like a Trojan horse. Because like I told you, anybody in your soul not going to bring something you can see with your eyes that easy. It's going to be something internal. And that's why it's important that you be a great gatekeeper in the season. You tap into your gatekeeper that will show you your blind spot and give you the insight to make sure you don't let a tree get transported and then transplanted into your garden that don't belong. Because not only that tree saw bearing fruit it has infected seed. It will start sucking the life out of the garden that you're in. It's sort of killing the harvest that you're walking in this season. So as we conclude, I told you it'll be long. It's time to learn how to see properly. So our life would be under the right control of the capital C. So we would prevent any new infections or infestations. Infect infestations from a Bug standpoint, infection from a virus standpoint. 
in this new garden that we're in. All right, people, I hope you enjoyed that segment. I hope you're now ready to become a watchman at your gate. On the gatekeepers. I don't know what I'm going to call the series, but it's about seeing. Who's going to dig into that come next week? And like I said, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the capital S. I appreciate the support. Share, share, share. Subscribe, subscribe. And please go follow at the BPC podcast on Instagram. I post things weekly about upcoming episodes and things of that nature. And when I get enough following, get enough engagement, I want to start interacting with you guys through conversations, surveys, whatever. I want to have enough people to interact with because it's still raw and new. Social media thing. So like I tell you, I love you all in life. This will always be a safe place. But at the end of the day, when you come here, this podcast, the BPC, you're picking up pieces and you're picking up power. So what is our motto? If you're going to go through it, you might as well grow through, grow through it. Let's go and let's grow. And I see you guys same time next week. A Miracles when I'm out. Thank mm-hmm. you.